done. All right, everyone, welcome to the Monday, November 28th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by my co-host here on Mondays, Mr. Big Marcel. Back to the Monday schedule, Marcel, back to normal, back to usual. How's everything with you, my friend? Everything going well, man. How about you? Uh, you know, it's okay. Like, uh, life takes its ups and downs, that's for sure. I'll just say that. Um, but I'm here with you, man. We're talking about the fights, so we can't get any better than that. I mean, it's what we love, right? So yeah. today, obviously, obviously, we're going to start with the uh, UFC Orlando preview. Marshall, fifteen fights on this card, man. So it's it's a pretty stacked card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a really good fight night card. Um, we'll do a second podcast after the preview show, just talking about PFL um, and just fight now. So that'll be a shorter podcast way after this. But you do want to start with the the preview. Um, I mean, you want to just get into it, Marcel? Like we have fifteen fights, so it's going to be a lot to talk about. What do, what do you think overall uh, this card as a whole, UFC Orlando? Uh, it's a fucking sick card. What else can we say about it? You know, I mean, definitely for a fight night. Um, it's pretty much a fight night without a, it's pretty much a pay-per-view without a title fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel about this card. I think it's a really good card. It's a really deep card. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. I mean, we had, we got the, we got the week without UFC, you know, last week. And then now we got this kind of card. It's kind of late. Got to say, man, 4 a.m. Uh, the, the start time for the main card over here. But, um, yeah, good fights on it, so I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, man, I think it's a really good card for sure. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you as well. A local, the card's solid, 8.5. Yeah, I think it's a good card. I mean, I think it's really good for fighting. Like Marcel said, like, if you just had a title fight at the top, like, it would look like almost one of those, like, I would say, like, the best pay-per-view, but a pretty good pay-per-view, too. It's a good mm-hmm. card. Anyways, we'll see what happens. We're hyping it up now. Watch it suck, right? That's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just kidding. All right. I think we get, we should just get into it. So let's start with the first fight, Marcel. Yasmin Yoregi against Estela Nunez. Yasmin Yoregi minus 315. Nunez plus 260. Marcel, I think I know who you're going to pick here, but just give me your official pick anyways. Yeah, dude. I mean, Jasmine should destroy her. You know, that's pretty much how it is, you know. I, I really don't understand why they make this fight. I know this fight was supposed to be Jasmine's debut fight in the UFC, but um, I think she should get a better opponent, in my opinion, a higher-ranked opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, also not really happy that it's the first fight of the card. I think should be higher up. Um, Jasmine should win this fight. Uh, should she get a finish? Maybe. I'll go with a, with a, with a dominant decision win for Jasmine here. Yeah, I think so too, Marcel. I, I I like her quite a bit in this fight. Um, I honestly was surprised the odds are only minus three fifteen. I thought it'd be a little bit higher. I guess she only has one fight in the UFC, right? So, like, she's still technically a prospect. But man, she looked great in that debut. Obviously, in the summer, that fight should have won. Well, I guess the Nate Landwehr Onama fight was fight of the night. But like before that fight, that was fight of the night. I hope this girl's got bonuses, by the way. Um, it was an awesome fight. She looked great, undefeated, super young. I mean, there's everything to like about her. Nunez. 30 years old. It's not super old, but like she just hasn't looked great in the UFC area in Carlos. He took her down easily and then submitted her. And then Sam Hughes, she did look good early in that fight, Marcel. In the first round, she looked great. But as the fight went on, she got really tired. Ends up getting grinded out um, with grappling by her opponent, Hughes, there. That's the, that's the thing about this fight that I guess the metric is like is that it's going to be two strikers, I think, Marcel. I don't see a lot of grappling, but if there is, I would assume it'd be Yasmin trying to take down Nunez because it seems pretty easier to get her to the ground. Um, on the feet, I mean, it, it should be somewhat competitive, but again, you know, Yoregi, I think, faster fighter, cleaner fighter. She'll land the more damaging strikes throughout. I think it'll be somewhat competitive, but in the end, I think she wins a clear decision, um, like 30-27. I, I also think there's an outside chance of a knockout. I don't, I don't think Nunez has been knocked out yet, but this could be the fighter that does do it because she does have a lot of knockouts. So it's either knockout or decision. I lean towards, I guess, a decision, but uh, knockout is possible as well. That, that's kind of what you're thinking too. Decision possibly knockout or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's get to the next fight here, guys. This one's interesting too. We got Marcelo Pitbull Rojo against Francis Marshall. Odds for this one: Marshall minus one seventy, Rojo plus one forty-five. I am interested to see what Rojo does because I know he was with James Krause, right? So you won't have him in his corner for this fight. And hopefully, you're able to bet on it in New Jersey. I saw some people talking about that online that you are still, but maybe it'll take it down later in the week. Hopefully not for the, my friends in New Jersey because. Uh, you know, it's not the fighter's fault that their coach obviously is in trouble here. But either way, regardless, Marcel, he does enter the fight as the underdog. But uh, do you think he's got a chance here? What do you think about this fight? Yeah, man. Um, it's um, I think Rojo is dropping to 135, right? 
I heard it's at one forty-five. Maybe well, yeah, it's at one forty-five or so. Oh, it's at one forty-five. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Francis Marshall looked really good in the Contender Series against Carter Matthews uh, earlier this year. Um, really like what I saw there. Um, Marcelo Rojo, man, he's an action fighter. You know, uh, he got that. Uh, vel- how do you say that? Velociraptor or something? Yeah. Uh, kind of. Uh, how do you say that? A celebration when he wins. Yeah. Still looking for his first win in the UFC. Got to say, man, he had, he had some tough op- op- opponents, oh. man, with Charles Jordan and Kyler Phillips. You know. Oh man. So difficult here you know i think um with marshall coming in, i really like how marshall looked man so it's really difficult to say like rojo gonna gonna win here i'm not sure i i feel like marshall can win man i feel like he gets he kind of gets a decision here but rojo can win as well it's it's super close fight i'm really 50 50 on this one man so um slightly leaning towards marshall but i still can switch late i'm not sure yet you can for sure got the whole week to think about it mm-hmm. this is tough for sure um i gotta be honest first of all, i am leaning rojo here a little bit like i hate this whole crowd situation i wish he had like a more defined coach and everything but regardless of that like i i i do think you know there's a big experience gap here right like you have 25 fights compared to six and this guy's already fought like you said kyler Phillips and charles jordan and the Jordan fight was actually pretty competitive. You know, yeah, I know he got finished in the end. Same with uh, Phillips. But, you know, the Jordan fight, at least, like, he was somewhat competitive. Like, the guy is a – he's a dog. They call him a pit bull for a reason, right? Like, he's a dog, man. He's going to be there for all three rounds until you finish him, until you knock him out or submit him. And here's the thing. Like, Francis Marshall, I thought he did look good, Marcel, okay? Hmm. And he definitely can win this fight. I mean, I understand why he's favorite. Undefeated prospect, super young. I get it. But the opponent he had, Connor Matthews, another unex- inexperienced guy who – you know, didn't really move his head much and stuff. And I don't know, man. It just seems like if you look at the guy who he's fought, like nothing special. Now he's getting a pretty big step up, in my opinion, to a guy in Rowe who, again, hasn't won a fight in the UFC, but has had tough opposition. And throughout his career, actually does have some really good wins and a lot of experience, Marcel. Like I talk about 25 fights, and he's got the ultimate fighter uh, Latin America experience too. Like this guy's very experienced. Um you know, typically I do pick with a younger fighter, especially an undefeated one. But in, in this case, like, I'm not sold in the guy yet. And I think Rojo is a dog that's definitely alive here. I want to take Rojo Marcel. I think he can win this fight. So I want to I want to pick him here. Does that, does that change the way you talk? Because I know you were kind of on the fence. Like, I'm still kind of. Yeah. Still, I, I know sure what you're saying. Like, for me, it's just like, this is a this is like a pickup fight. Like, a plus 145. I mean, to me, the odds seem a little off. Um, but it's not just that. I just think the experience is something I have to go with in this one, guys. Like, only six fights, and again, you know, he did. It's like it's not like it was a flawless victory, man, on contender. You know, like that, the other guy also landed some big shots on him. So I don't know. Like I'm still the jury's out for me on on Francis Marshall. He looked good, but is it good enough to beat a guy that's already in the UFC? I don't know. We'll see. And like you said, the weight class—that's another thing to think about, right? Like now that Rowe's not going to cut all that weight, like in his last fight, maybe he'll look even better. So we'll see what happens here. I mean, the guy's got a lot of losses. He's been finished a lot, but. That experience, man, that can definitely play a factor. All right, I'm going to get some comments here, guys. What's up, Antoine? He said, how's the family? How's the weekend? Things are things are okay, man. Um, thanks for asking. I know Marcel, he's doing okay, too. What yeah. do you guys think of the start time? It says 7 p.m. Eastern, so... Um, this pay-per-view start time. Yeah, I, I prefer it's a little bit earlier, personally. Like, 4 o'clock is fine with me. It's not like I'm doing anything else. I'm watching the fights. <laughs> so, what's up, Gorilla? How's it going, man? Glad to have this guy here. All these dreams, co situations, very duty. It is, it is, it is. Marshall's, hey, Glenn, what's up? Uh, he's talking about Marshall's opponents. Yeah, their record is good. I agree with that, too. Um, you know, if you take away that one guy, that Ray Trujillo guy, if you didn't fight him, like, the record would be even worse, you know, which is kind of scary. And then I want to say Matthews fought Jay Ellis, didn't he? Did he not? Yeah, he did. So if you took away his Jay Ellis fight, I mean, these guys, are, like, these prospects, they're just pro- they're prospects. That's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. You know, doesn't mean he can't win. He definitely can win this fight. He's a promising prospect. But again, to me, I don't know. I mean, like, you got a guy with a ton of experience, a guy who's going to fight. You know, Bro was going to fight hard for 50 minutes. He's not a scrub. He's not a bum. You know, that, that's the thing. If he was just a guy that we know loses a lot and that doesn't fight hard, then it'd be an easy pick. But he's not. He's a guy that does fight hard the entire time he's in there. All right. Um, don't like the fight nights and start the main time. Yeah, it is stacked. Uh, Fire Marshall Balance, MMA and Firefighting. That's a funny uh I like his uh, his nickname is good, right? It's like Elliot Marshall, right? Isn't yeah. it? Same thing. What's up, Beercha? Before I go to bed, tell me there's some Yanez news. He wants to go hear if Yanez is supposed to fight. 
for anything? I have no idea, man. I know he wants to. I, they linked him with Rob Font in New York in this this month, but right. it never happened. You know, you guys, you weren't supposed to fight November against different opponents. What Iwoko was saying, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, Rob Font was the fight, and then I, I, Rob didn't want the fight. Is that what happened? Or I think he wasn't. Uh, he was. Uh, how do you say that? He wasn't healthy to take well, that fight. Last fight was a pretty yeah. tough fight, obviously with Cheeto. Is it Marshall from the California MMA sister or something like that? I thought he's a East Coast guy, but um, Pellegrino mixed martial arts. Maybe before that. Anyways, um, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. Yeah. We got Natan Levy against Gennaro Valdez. And right now we got Natan Levy is the favorite. He is minus 180 and Gennaro Valdez plus 155. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I think he should be the favorite, you know. I think uh, Gennaro Valdez, he's a fun fighter, but uh, he's wild, you know. You saw he's wild. Um, got that uh, crazy fight against Fravulan, his debut. He was also wild in the Contender Series, where he beat uh, the Patrick White guy who was beating him up in the first round, I remember. Um, and Nathan Levy had a, had a tough debut against Rafa Garcia, but uh, he got a good win over Mike Breeden last time out. Um, yeah, Nathan Levy's going to win this fight. I'm taking it with a decision. Maybe even a finish, but I think a decision. I like him here a lot, Marcel. I mean, I think the line is really low. Uh, minus 180, that's even more than reasonable. Like, I, this Valdez guy's not good. He's not at all. Um, he looked terrible, I thought, on uh, in his fight against Matt Frevel. I dropped four times and brutally knocked out. But even the fight in contender against that Patrick White guy who didn't even have a mouth guard properly fit. Remember that fight? It was a crazy fight. Don't get me wrong. It's actually a great fight to watch as a fan, but like, no defense. And he only won because his opponent's even worse than him. He was, like, minus 1,000 there and struggled. Uh, and then, you know, this this fight against Favola, I mean, gets destroyed. And Favola's pretty good. So, I mean, it's not like it's the worst loss to have. But Todd Levy's at least, you know, big competitive in one fight in the UFC already. He beat Mike Breen. It's a pretty competitive fight, but won. And then Rafa Garcia, he did lose that fight. But, again, that's a decent opponent. It's not like he's a bum. So, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I think he wins. For Like, I'm pretty sure he wins this fight, Marcel. Like, how confident are you in, in Natan Levy here? Very. Yeah, me too. I, I'm pretty confident here, guys. I, maybe I'll be eating my words next Monday when we do the recap. I hope not, though, because I'm probably going to end up betting on this guy. And I like the line. Minus 180, it seems good. I think it'll go up by by uh, as the fight week goes on. I think it's going to go up a bit because, honestly, Valdez is not good. I think people are going to start fading him at some point. So that's my that's my thoughts on that one. What's up, Jason? Play the unders in Valdez fights. Yeah, I mean, that, that fight against uh, contender against Patrick White, my God. Like, the guy's just got no defense at all, right? Does have a little bit of power, obviously, Marcelo. I mean, we've seen him, um, you know, score a lot of knockouts. But, again, you know, was not beating quality opposition on the regional scene. A lot of the guys he beat were not very good. And then, again, you know, he struggled since he's moved up a little bit in competition. I think he's you know, got some power. and He's definitely got a puncher's chance here. But, I mean, to me, like, Levy doesn't seem like a guy with a bad chin or anything like that. I think he's decent. And, uh, I, you know, especially if he gets his grappling going, I think that would be a big – um, plus for him in this fight, but yeah, I like him to win. Valdez fights, fights like a crackhead. He he's he's wild. Like he's fun to watch Marcel, but he's not someone you'd want to bet on, really. You know, because yeah. he's just too reckless. Like definitely not. But you could fade him, right? And that's what I tried to do here. See you, Beercher. Have, have a good one, buddy. All right, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. Tracy Cortez against Amanda Rebus. I'm guessing this is your uh, favorite fight in the card. That's that's my guess, my friend. <laughs> uh, we got uh, it's a pickup fight, Marcel. Basically, Amanda Rebus minus one fifteen. Tracy Cortez minus one five. Essentially, a pickup, Marcel. So, what do you think? I think Amanda Rebus wins this fight, dude. I feel like this is uh, for Tracy Cortez the most tough fight so far in her career. Uh, she finally gets a real test in the UFC, in my opinion. Here, um, Amanda Rebus is just. I think a level above her at this moment, you know. I don't know Cortez can still become a better better fighter, you know. But I feel like this is uh I feel like it's too early for Cortez, man. I mean Cortez, she got some good wins in the UFC, but we have seen her struggle in certain rounds as well that she gave away, you know. And I think Rebus can win here. I, I see Rebus winning even on the ground. Uh, I'm taking a decision for Rebus here. I'm, I'm actually kind of convinced in this. I think she wins too, Marcel. I'm with you too on this one. I, I like her to win this fight too. Like, I think Tracy Cortez has looked good. I mean, I've been betting on her. Like, there's no doubt she's a good fighter. She's a good wrestler. But I also feel like, you know, Marcel, honestly, I've, except for her last fight, because she did fight a legit fighter, I think, in Gato, who's pretty good. Um, but I think overall, I mean, her UFC career, she 
here's the problem when you fight, you know, easy matchmaking. Because, like, quite frankly, her matchmaking has been pretty easy in the UFC, except, again, for the last fight, I think, um, where she got a bit of a step up against a pretty good prospect. I just think, like, it's a big difference in competition here, Marcel de Rivas. Like, Rivas is finding the best in the world. Again, you know, she's 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 lost some of these fights, but still really competitive. Like, the fight with Chikagan is super competitive. I mean, that's a fight she could have won easily with different judges. Um mm-hmm. I, th- I think you, I think you scored her for. I can't even remember now. I th- you might have. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, obviously she beat Dern. You know, Janji Joba, whatever. <laughs> like she's obviously not flawless. Like she's been knocked out. She's lost. But in Tracy Cortez, obviously, she's got the one loss earlier in her career. I don't know, man. I just think that it, like, Marcel. I don't think her game will work in this fight. That's what I think it comes down to. Like. She can use her wrestling as most of the fighters in the division that she can just hold down because she has such superior grappling. But, you know, Rivas is a good grappler, man. A great grappler, I'd say. I think she's going to be extremely hard to get down. 88% takedown defense. It's very good takedown defense. Striking, I think she's the better striker. Yeah, I, I, I think she wins. You know, the odds are good, too. So, pick them fight. I mean, I'm probably going to have to take a shot under Marcel these odds, to be honest with you, because I do think she's a better fighter, more proven and you're getting pick them odds, it's something I'm going to have to take a shot on. So mm-hmm. glad you're leaning the same way as me. What's up, Joe? How's it going, man? It is a good card. Um, D likes Revis. What's up, Claudio? Making money betting on UFC is tough. Got to take your spots. Don't bet in every fight. Just pick your spots. That's why some of these fights, I'm like, I don't know. I'll probably just pass them. But some of these, like, some of them I do like, you know? So we'll talk about the uh, rest of the card going up here. Who is hotter, Revis or Cortez? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I'll let Martel- Marcel answer that one. Who do you think? Rebus, 100%. Yeah, I think they're both obviously really good looking. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I don't uh, want Brian Ortega to beat me up here, so I don't know if I should pick I, against his. I could say something, which I always say: take they, they, they take the makeup away, and then <laughs> who do you think looks better? It's clearly yeah. Rebus, but Cortez knows how to how to look. You know what I mean? No she no knows no how no to sell. So, no, no, they're definitely both uh, very attractive women and good fighters too. All right, let's get to the next fight here. We have Darren Elkins against Jonathan Pierce, Marcel. Odds for this one, I mean, they're pretty wide. Minus 450, Jonathan Pierce. Plus 360, the damage, Darren Elkins. I'm assuming you're picking Jonathan Pierce in this fight. <laughs> I mean, you can only pick Elkins if you think he's going to finish because the decision he's not going to win, you know? Um, yeah, I'm taking Pierce here. I think Pierce has looked really good, man. I remember him coming. Marcel, your mic's off. You, you just turn your mic off. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk. I don't know. So, um, yeah, when he came in the UFC, uh, Jonathan Pierce, I was like, oh, he's losing to Joe Lowe's on the first round. What the hell, you know? But since then, he has looked good. Um, Looked really good against Macron last time out, in my opinion. Uh, Elkins. Elkins is on the way out, I think. You know, he's kind of getting older. Um, Still, I love his respect for the dude. Been in so many many wars. But uh, Pierce is going to win, man. That's what I think. I mean, it's like, I don't know how you could pick Elkins here, right? Like, it's impossible. Unless you think, unless you think he can finish Jonathan Pierce. Because it's not like he hasn't been, he has been finished, you know? Yeah. Olozon did it. I'm pretty sure he was finished earlier in his career, too. But, man, I mean, the guys looked really improved, like, just everywhere, right? Um, Four fight win streak right now. For me, Marcel, like, the guy's gas tank is. Like, Garen Elkins, that's kind of one of the things he's known for, the gas tank, obviously, and the, just the durability. But, you know, as he gets older, that durability is going to wane. And then, like, the gas tank, I think this guy matches him there, too, you know, if not if not beats him, potentially. Um, I think I think Pierce finishes Elkins, man. I really do. Um, takes him down and then just, like, elbows him to death or something like that, like his last fight. The guy the guy's very good, you know. I get, he's going to lose when he, when he gets, a, like, a top 15, top 10 opponent, maybe, but... You know, a guy like Elkins, at this point of his career, Marcel, so much damage taken, 38 years old now. I mean, credit to the guy. He has pulled off some wins that I didn't see coming throughout his career, but I don't like this fight for him, man. Jonathan Pierce by stoppage. What are you thinking, TKO? Your mic's off again. <laughs> this funny guy. You there? Yeah. Uh, press it again. There you go. Yeah, I think TKO. Just talk. I'm going to fix this mic. No problem. No problem. Okay, sounds good. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. All right, next one we got. It's Michael Johnson against Mark Diakiesi. Odds for this one, 
Mark D. Casey minus 275, Michael Johnson plus 230. Um, I'll start off on this one too, Marcel. Piece of shit cable. Yeah, <laughs> we can hear you. Uh, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, you know, I think it's decently competitive. I, I'm not, I'm not going to bet on DKC. I don't like the odds here, minus 275. I'm going to pick him to win because he's more in his prime. He's the better grappler, which I think could give Michael Johnson some problems as well because he can mix in that grappling DKC. And his striking, obviously, he can hold his own on the feet. It's not like he's a bomb on the feet. You know, Johnson, I think he's looked pretty good lately, to be honest. Like, obviously, he knocked out Patrick. Um, the Malarkey fight, he got robbed in. Let's be honest, he should have won that fight. So he has looked better lately since returning from the injury. But at the same time, you know, 36 years old. Um, this is his 40th fight, and his record's 21 and 18, guys. So, like, if you have picked against him throughout his career, a lot of the time you're probably winning some money on this guy losing. Um, I hate the odds, honestly, man. I wish it was like – I wish this was a pick and fight. At minus 275, I don't know if I can get there on DKC just because Johnson is pretty good, and if the fight stays standing, he has a chance to win for sure. But overall, Marcel, I mean, I, I got to fade Johnson here and go with DKC. I think he'll probably – Use the grappling man again and, and, and grind it out decision here. Um, that's what I'm thinking. What do you think? The thing is, man, Johnson's not a bad grappler himself, you know, because I think I think he he might can match the Casey in the grappling, you know. And that's why I'm not sure if the Casey is gonna win here. If he if he wasn't as good in the grappling, mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty I would have been pretty sure on the Casey. I don't know, man. I feel like Johnson can win this fight as well, man. I think it's a lot closer, many people think. Um can go either way. It's pretty much if Johnson can match the Casey in the ground game, he can win the fight because the Casey's gonna try what what he's what he's been doing to Hadzovic and Vyacheslav Borachev, you know, he's going to try that to Johnson as well. If Johnson cannot stop the takedown, if he cannot stop the wrestling, he was he's going to get the same thing that Hadzovic and Borachev got. But if he can, he can win the fight. And I think he can, man. So uh, I'm taking Johnson here, decision win. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. I mean, there's going to be some underdogs that win this card. He's definitely a live dog, in my opinion. It's not Anthony. He thinks the line's a little off, too. What do you think, Casey wins? Probably, but again, I'm kind of with you. The line's a little off. Yeah, he, he look, I mean, it's not the most exciting style, but, like, he gets the job done, and that's really what you want. It's just, you know, Johnson does have decent takedown defense, you know? So, it'll be an interesting fight. Um, like I said, I'm going to pick the Yankees in youth, just being, you know, just a little bit more well-rounded in, in his career right now. That's why I have to pick him. All right, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. Clay Guida against Scott Holtzman. I mean, this, this one looks kind of tough, too, to be honest with you. Um Man, a lot of veterans on this card, eh? It's pretty crazy. You know, Marcel, I'll say this. There's probably going to be some fighters cut after this card, too, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, let's go to this fight here. We got uh, right now Scott Holtzman, minus 150, Clay Guida, plus 130. Your thoughts, man? It's like, um, I mean, listen, man, Holtzman lost to Darius and to Matthias Gamrot in his last two fights. Those are not bad losses, you no. know. <laughs> Clay Guida lost to Matson. Um, also not a real bad loss. He lost to Puelas. This isn't a really bad loss, but if you look at well, Puelas looking at his last fight, it's kind of a bad loss, but I would still think Puelas is very talented. Um, Guida's getting older. Holtzman is also kind of getting older, but I still feel Holtzman has the power to, to stop Guida, you know what I mean? Uh, you know Holtzman has that... Uh, has that uh, has that very hard power to knock somebody out, and um, Guida can, can keep can try to keep it safe, get it to the ground, maybe try to grind him out, but I don't see it happening to be honest, man. I think Holtzman stops him, man. KO, second round, I think. I think it's a little tricky, but at the same time, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking too, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he he hasn't fought much lately, obviously, but. I mean, like you said, the losses lately were, were not to bad opponents. He hasn't fought in over a year now. Um, but, you know, like, I remember that fight with Jim Miller a couple years ago. This kind of reminds me of that fight a little bit, Marcel. And honestly, like, it was a pretty easy fight for Scott Holtzman. Um, Guida's probably got a little bit of a better gas tank than Jim Miller. I guess we could say that for sure. Um, Guida, I think he's, I think he does have a chance, though, Marcel, honestly, to get the grappling going because we know he's got that grinding ability to take people down and hold them there. The first round's going to be really tough for him, I think. He definitely going to lose the second round. Um, I think he definitely wins the third round. So it comes down to the second round, unless Holtzman gets a knockout, which I think could happen because you've seen Clay get knocked out. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm confident enough to bet on this fight either because um, I do think Holtzman you know, could get taken down and then 
you know, might be sweating it. So I'll probably end up passing on this one. I don't want to bet in every fight in this card. This is kind of one where I'm going to lean towards Holtzman. I think the odds are probably on the right side here, but I don't know, Marcel. There's still something about this fight to you. Like they're both like they're not young guys. You got a, you got a 41 year old and a 39 year old here. Like they're they're two guys probably the, near the end of their career. I mean, I know Guida's been around for a while. But he loses another fight. You never know if the UFC is going to keep him around. And same with Holtzman, man. So let's see what happens with this one. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We got Angela Hill against Emily Ducote. Odds for this one. Emily Ducote minus 125, Angela Hill plus 105. What's your thoughts on this one, my friend? Yeah, it's going to be a close fight. Um, I think Ducote will use her low kicks again, like she did against Jessica Penne. And actually, Jessica Penne, a good friend of Angela Hill, training partner. So, uh, yeah. Um, Angela Hill last time didn't look good against Jandy Roba. She lost that fight, which I expected. Um, I think she will match better with Ducody, but I still go with Ducody to win via decision. And Angela Hill getting upset, she's getting uh, a decision against her. Another fight I think will be competitive, man. I do think it'll be a close fight. You know, Ducody, I think she's good. She looked pretty against Penny. It's not like she was flawless, though. You know, she did you know eat some shots herself in that fight. Angela Hill is, you know, a pretty good striker and very experienced. I mean... She just beat Lupe Godinez in a big upset. She's, you know, she probably should have beaten uh, Amanda Lemos. That would have been a huge win for her career. But like you said, Marcel, you know, historically, a lot of losses by decision. The judges don't seem to really like her that much, her style, I guess. Um, I do think she's got a chance to win this fight. I do think the judges are going to get involved. That's kind of what I'm worried about here as well. You never know what they're going to see. Um, I got to go with Dakota just because she's the younger fighter, the fresher fighter, um, significantly younger, nine years younger. I like that. I thought she looked good in your debut. I have to pick her. I'm just saying, like, again, this one, there's some hesitation here. So that, that's what I'm saying about that one. Because, again, Marcel, you know, some underdogs are going to win on this card. There's no doubt about it, right? So we're trying to sniff them out. It's not easy on this card. There are a few coming up I do like. I did pick one already, but this one is a possibility. I'm just not going to pick her. I'll take the Cody by decision. You think it goes the distance, though? Would you say that? Yeah, I'll go the distance. I, I, I think it goes the distance, too. Yeah. He likes Emily. Yeah, she probably should win. He likes Hill. So, yeah, a couple of guys in the chat, you know, like all different sides. I think it's a competitive fight, I and mean, that's why the line is where it is. All right, let's go to the next fight here. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. I'll, I'll start off on this one, actually. The next one, we have Phil Rowe taking on Nico Price. This should be an action-packed fight for as long as it lasts. Minus 140, Nico Price, Phil Rowe, plus 120. Marshall, I'll start on this one, okay? Yeah. I'm going with Phil Rowe, man. I'm going to take Phil Rowe in the spot. You know, for me... They're both flawed guys. Obviously, they they can they, they can both crack, but you, they've been knocked out. They've been dropped. But to me, Nico Price just so much damage throughout his UFC career. So many wars. He's been in the UFC six years now. You know, it does have a decent record, but so much damage. And I don't know if this is a good spot, man. Gets a guy like Phil Rowe, who's six foot three with an eighty inch reach in the welterweight division. Like this guy's an absolute monster. His last two fights, he got taken down a couple times and then got back up and just brutally knocked his opponents out. The guy's got crazy knockout power. I think he is an improving fighter. Um, and again, to me, like Price is a guy I've been looking to fade for a while. It's it's been pretty good lately. Um, the last fight, I think I did pick him against Alex Oliveira because Alex Oliveira is another guy I was looking to fade. In this case, like Rose, a guy I want to bet on. You know, Rose, a fighter I like. I, I I think the reach is going to play a significant factor. I think you know Price, if he wants to win, I think Price is going to have to take him down because I think on the feed he's going to he's going to get not, knocked out. Maybe I'm going to fill Rose by knockout, Marcel. That's going to be my pick here. It's an upset pick. I think he gets the job done, man. So there's my pick there. What do you think? Yeah, so um, the thing with Phil Rowe is he won his last two fights. I actually scored a fight against Green also for him. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I actually I didn't win all his UFC fights so far. Uh, Nico Price Nico Price looks to be a little bit on the decline. You know, he's kind of getting get a little bit older. Like you said, lots of damage, man. Um that's the thing, you know, that's the thing for me as well here. I'm also picking Roe, and uh, I think it's – but I still think Nico Price has a chance to win, you know, but uh, I feel more comfortable, confident to to pick Roe here. So, yeah. He I'm is favored to win the fight, so, like, we're, we're actually on the opposite end of the yeah, game, yeah. if anything. I know what you're saying. I mean, obviously, the guy, he's favored, right? On paper, I guess he's got some advantages, but I think he's probably the better wrestler. I'll say that better grappler. But again, I just think it's good. he's going to have problems with the with the reach and the, and the striking of of low. Massive difference in competition. That's another thing to keep in mind for sure. I mean, Price has fought better guys, but again, 
you know, for me, it's more of a fade spot. I, I don't think Rose fought like terrible fires. I think his opposition has been decent. It's not like not as good as prices though. That, that, that I would agree with. It's not grateful dude. under 2.5. Yeah. I'm well, I'm leaning towards row by Nako. That would be my lean. Right. Um, and then if he lost, he probably gets probably gets finished. It is. It, yeah. It's, it's minus one seventy. I just looked probably, that probably does hit too, actually. All right, let's go. To the, uh, let's get this last comment. Not pressed to lose. Roe has beat. Price coming off a long layoff for him, so hoping looks better. Possibly. I don't know, though, guys. Like, I'm, I'm really, like, unsure about Price where he is right now. Like, you know, he barely beat Alex Alder. Like, it was extremely close. And he got, like, a takedown with, like, a minute left and won the fight, basically, like that. Like, if it wasn't for that, he might have lost that decision against the guy in Alex Alder is not in the UFC anymore, you know? Again, you know, doesn't mean he. he doesn't mean Roe will beat him just because of that, obviously. But I'm trying to take everything into account. And again, Roe is the underdog. So I'm, I'm on, I guess I'm on the opposite side of you guys. That's okay, though. I don't mind that. I think it's going to be a great fight. It should be an awesome fight for as long as it lasts. And you're right. Probably under 2.5. All right. Let's go to the next one here. We got. Is it Jack Hermanson and Roman Delizia? Is that the next fight? No, Anders against Dawkins. Eric Anders and, and, and uh, Kyle Dawkins. Cool. All right. So next fight, we got Eric Anders and Kyle Dawkins here, guys. And the odds on this one are. Minus 200, Dawkins, plus 170, Andrews. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, if you look at Eric Anders last time, um, he lost to John John Park in a fight I think he won. You know, that's the thing. Before that, he lost to Andre Muniz. Um, Eric Anders kind of inconsistent, man. Sometimes he looks good, sometimes not really. You know, sometimes it's kind of... Sometimes it really looks like a world beater, and sometimes I see him as like, no, nah, it's not that great. But you can say the same for Kyle Dawkins, you know? I mean, Kyle Dawkins against Dolizzi, really disappointed, man. I, th I think before that against Jamie Pickett, he looked good in the fight that I expected him to look good. I actually expect him to look good against Dolizzi as well, man, but he got completely steamrolled. Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult matchup, I think, to pick here. Uh, I'm still feeling like Kyle Dawkins has more upside to win this fight. So I'm taking Kyle Dawkins. Maybe even with a, with a finish, I'm not sure. But I'm going for sure with a decision to it. It's a little bit more safe, I think. I think it'll be pretty competitive to you. But here's the thing. like I, I'm, having, I'm having a difficult time in this fight for two reasons. Number one, because I do want to fade Andrews Marshall. Because honestly, I, even though I do think he won his last fight against Park, it was, it was a competitive fight, but I thought he did enough to win. He is clearly on the downside of his career. I mean, there's no doubt about it, right? He just hasn't looked great. He does have some decent wins in his career, but lately has not looked great. And I want to fade him. But the problem I have with this is Dawkins is coming up such a bad knockout loss. Like, his face was broken in multiple places. Now coming back, I'm surprised he's back only five months later. Like, I thought he'd be out for, like, a year at least. So, coming off a, knock, a brutal knockout loss. And it's not like he's been, you know, unbeatable in the UFC. He's kind of struggled a little bit here and there, too. Um, at the same time, though, you know, he is the younger fighter in this fight by six years. Um, and, you know, Eric Anders, one of, the, one of his, I guess, positives is how big he is, right? Like, he's a big middleweight. But Dawkins is just as big arguably um probably a little bit like thinner like a softer on the midsection i guess but like taller longer better submission game too um, i think it'll be a grindy type of fight a lot of fence pushing back and forth if docus gets anders down i think you can't submit him but i do think it's gonna be a lot of fighting on the feet here would you, would you say a decision or, or a submission a decision win for Doc. that's probably what's gonna happen marcel but i do think there's an outside chance of a sub if he gets him down um overall i think it'll be a competitive fight but docus probably wins the decision in here um I, I don't know. I there's still something keeping like from like going all in on him. I guess if that makes sense. But he should win this fight. I'm just worried about that brutal knockout loss. Like I hate betting on guys coming off that kind of a loss. You know, that's the, that's the only problem I have. The game just gets caught in a scramble. That's that's very possible. Just like that Jamie Pickett fight. Can Chris Dawkins also get cut his next fight? <laughs> I don't think Chris is getting cut. He's the UFC likes him. Although he might change weight classes. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Next up, we got Jack Hermanson against Roman Delize. So this fight is uh, short notice for Delize. He's going for Derek Brunson. Who would you have picked, Hermanson or Brunson? Who would you have picked in that fight? Hmm. That's a really difficult, yeah, difficult one to pick. I think, man, I would probably go with Jack Hermanson. I'm not sure. Yeah, I probably would have leaned him a little bit because I thought he looked so good against Chris Curtis, right? I know the crowd booed and everything, but like the guy looked good. He did what he had to do to win against a good boxer. Um, this fight. Hermanson is the favorite. Minus 175, Delizzi plus 145. Uh, give me your quick thoughts on this fight. I mean, Delizzi is good, but we saw him struggle in a lot of fights as well, you know. Um, 
he got that win last time against Phil Haas, but uh, <clears throat> Phil Haas was clearly injured in that fight. Not want to take any way anything about from that knockout, but he was injured. Got to be honest, you know. Uh, Sean Strickland, he came back in that fight against Chris Curtis. I mean, he clearly won, but he came back after that loss against Sean Strickland, you know, earlier this year. Um, Hermanson has proven, man, to be a top 15 guy. And for Dolice, he still has to prove that. You know, he had got two good wins in his last two fights against Darkus, what we talked about earlier, and against Haas. Uh, I still think Hermanson is uh, a level above him. I'm, I'm taking Hermanson by a decision here. Yeah. I got to go with Hermanson, too. I mean, the guy is just so proven, coming off a good win. He has been inconsistently win loss, win loss, but like, I think it's a step down. You know, Dolice is decent, but like, not, I don't think he's top 15 right now. He has looked good lately, obviously. He's looked good in the UFC 5-1 overall. Um, some quick knockout wins. But, you know, Hermanson, I mean, other than Jared Cannon here, I don't think he's been knocked out. Uh, oh, actually, no, sorry. Tiago Santos knocked him out, too. But, like, that's it. <laughs> like, two knockout artists. I believe he's got some power. There's no doubt about it. The guy's definitely got some power. But I think Hermanson fights smart, keep his range in this fight, and stay at distance and kind of pick apart – um, Delize, you know, and it's and like Delize doesn't. I don't think he can fall back on his grappling like he has in some of his other fights. In this fight, I don't think he will be able to because Hermanson is good on the ground too. I just think Hermanson is just like more complete, proven fighter. I have to pick him in this fight. I have to. So Jack Hermanson decision that would be my uh, my lean in this one. A local thinks Delize is a live dog. Maybe Roman's power might be a bad thing with Jack's chin. Uh, he's only been knocked out one by Santos and Kanger. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Didn't Delizia cause cause the injury for knocking him out? Yeah, I think he had him in some like knee bar or something. I want to say like he definitely yeah. got, he got that in his bag. He's definitely got that in his bag. But again, I think Hermanson, you know, he's, he's, he's a pretty smart grappler. Like I, I I don't know. I don't see him getting caught in that. But you never know. All right, time for the next fight here. Oh yeah, here's a good one. Mike Vesa against Sergey Pavlovich. Um. Someone's getting a performance of the night bonus, whoever wins this fight. <laughs> there, I'll go on a limb and say that, Marcel. If you could bet on that, do it, because I think someone's getting performance bonus. Odds for this one, Pavlovich minus 195, tie plus 165. Who are you picking? I'm going to be a first-round knockout for either one, you know, uh, for one of the guys. Um, I'm feeling more confident by picking Pavlovich, but uh, I don't know, man. If tie two Vasa lands a bomb, he can knock him out as well, you know. So, yeah. but I think Pavlovich is a little bit more technical than Ty. But uh, we know if Ty lands, you're a night, night, nine out of ten times, or you got to be gone and standing up and uh, <laughs> turning the game around, you know. Um, now, Pavlovich first round knockout for me. I agree that someone's getting knocked out. I'm honestly leaning towards Ty a little bit more. So I know I, I know you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, right? But I'm, I'm leaning towards Ty a little bit. I mean. The guy, I know we got knocked on his last fight, but like, who else is hurt gone? Like, the guy's got crazy power, five-fight win streak before that, knocking everyone out. He's tough as fucking nails. Like, the problem I have with Pavlovich is, like, he looks like a destroyer. I bet on him in all his fights the last four. Actually, I'm 5-0 picking his fights because I never picked uh, Overham to beat him in his debut. That's the problem I have here, Marcel. It's like, yeah, I know Overham took him down and beat him up. The problem I have, though, is, like, he's really good, Pavlovich, when he's the guy, like, leading the dance, punching his opponent, hurting them bad. But in this case, like, I think he's going to get cracked too in this fight, man. I think he gets cracked a couple times. Potentially gets knocked out. Someone's getting knocked out. I totally understand why you're picking Pavlovich. The guy's on a roll. He's looked good. But I like Ty's experience, man. He's fought some really good guys in the UFC lately. And he's and he's come out on top in a couple of these fights. Uh, someone's getting knocked out, but I'm leaning towards Ty to get the win as an underdog. And again, some dogs will win on this card. And a heavyweight dog will take a shot on. Let's see some uh, comments here. What's up, Andrew? Pav get a title shot, he knocks out Ty in round one. Um, maybe, but the thing is, we're still kind of waiting for like John Jones and Agano, that whole thing to sort itself out. So hard to say right now. Ty's a chance, but he got knocked out. He did, he did get knocked out. But you know, the fact he's returning so soon, it makes me think that you know he didn't, he's not hurt from that fight. I, I would, I would hope, anyways. Comes here with his brain scramble, he's gonna get knocked out again. He's tough as nails, though, man. The only guy he's knocked him out besides gone in his last fight was JDS. I mean, the guy's super, super durable. Pavlovich is definitely a guy that has power to knock him out. Just uh, not sure. You know, I'm not 100% sure. Low kicks could be key. Hmm. 13 Pavlovich wins in round one. I don't think the odds are out yet for that uh, win. Um, let me double check. No, there's no props out yet. We just have the under. Under one and a half is minus 190. Someone's getting knocked out in the first round of this fight. 
In recent years, whoever beats Lewis ends up losing their next fight. Hunt, gone, tied, DC, JBS. So we'll see whether Pavlos can break first. That's interesting, too. Uh, I got to say, man, 8 local. I wonder how you come up with those kind of facts, man. That's a weird <laughs> aspect. Yeah. Like, that's interesting, I'm, too, right? Yeah, it's definitely. But I always wonder when people – I see sometimes this uh, – that's his name, this Andy Hickey guy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's also these weird mm-hmm. kind of uh, stat, stats which are factually true, you know. And I'm like, how you even come up with that, you know? But it's very fun to read. So, uh, yeah, good, good stuff, you know. That is funny for sure. All right, um, let's go to the next fight here. Actually, wait, there's another comment. Sorry, there's a comment here. We got hype. Thanks for getting me through the dying hours of work. Hey, man, no problem. I'm just finished work, Marcel. I think done for the day. We got our boy Matias in here. What's going on, man? Glad to have you in the chat, my friend. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Only a couple of fights left, guys. All right, this one's interesting too. Actually, I'm really curious to hear about the next fight. We got at flyweight Matias Nicolau against Max Chanel. And the reason I'm asking you about this is because these odds seem a little heavy to me. Minus 365 and Nikola, plus 300 to match Snow is coming off like one of the best comebacks of the year against uh, Suma Darji in a fight that, I mean, I didn't think he did in that fight. What do you think about this? Like, almost 4-1 to one on Nikola. What do you think, man? The thing is, would I pick Snell or do I see a reason to pick Snell? And I don't see one. You know what I mean? So I can see, maybe it's a little bit high, you know, but there is no reason for me to pick Snell here. You know, I think Matias Nicolau has looked good in the UFC. He has one loss against Dustin Ortiz, and that's when he got cut, when the UFC was supposed to get rid of the flyaway division. Uh, they took him back, three wins. You can say the cop fight was kind of like 50-50, could have gone the other way. But he looked good against Dvorak, man. I give him that, you know. Um, if you look at Snell... Snell is kind of a gatekeeper in the division, dude. But uh, at the other hand, he looked great against Sumudergi. And he came back for in that fight, you know. Um, he was hurt. He came back. Good win there. And against Brandon Royval, he started good as well. But Royval took over and finished him even in the first round, which also got a fight in the night, I think. Um, Snell's a good fighter. He's a decent fighter. But he's really like... A gatekeeper is such a nasty word, you know. But it's—I don't mean it in, a, in a disrespectful way. Uh, it's kind of like if you beat Snell, you can come far the division. If you don't beat Snell, you you probably somewhere between ten and fifteen, you know. Um, I'm taking Nicolau here. I think he wins the decision. I, like I'm, I'm going to pick him too, right? I, I, like Snell's not a guy I pick very often, you know. I'll just say that. But I've been wrong a few times, you know, like that last fight. That one hurt the bankroll, guys. Like, I picked Steve Darji. I thought he'd win for sure. And sure. it was an amazing fight. I'll just say that. Like, it, it, you know, it's it, it, that's the thing. Sometimes these fights, like, you, you, you pick them wrong, but the fight's so good that it's like, oh, okay, I lost my bet, mm-hmm. but, like, the fight was amazing. Like, and I didn't see that coming, you know? It's one of those ones where, like, you do see it coming and then you bet on the guy anyways. You feel like a dumbass. That one I didn't feel so dumb because, like, I didn't I ever see that coming. A guy getting, he's getting rocked everywhere and then somehow finds a way to win. So that's impressive, right? Mm hmm. But, you know, Nicolau, I think, is a little bit more solid than Sumadurji, right? Like, he's just a little bit more well-rounded. And like you said, Marcel, he's got experience now. Two times in the UFC, two um, stints. You know, on and off, he's been in the UFC for nine years, but obviously he had a break there for a while. Um, he's looked pretty good lately. You know, I don't think he was dominant against David Dvorak, though. Like, the fight was competitive, right? So, all of a sudden, he's minus 400. That's the problem I have here. Picking him to win. You think a decision or a knockout? What are you thinking? Decision, but w- what's the real problem, man? You're convinced that Nico I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. You're not convinced. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not convinced. convinced. I'm picking him to win, but I'm just worried about Mastro like knocking him out or something, dude. Like, oh, I'm not okay. That's good. That's good. And that's why the line's like that. I mean, maybe I'm the only one that's worried a bit. Just that last fight, I lost on him, right? I lost being against the guy. That's why I'm always like, sometimes you can return to the well right away, and it's like, I'll get that right back. And I could, right? But I don't know. There's just there's this that small hesitation in me, man, because of that last fight where like. What happens if again, you know, he's a guy that's coming to fight match now. Like even the fight with Brian Royval, he knocked down Royval early, remember? And then get he got submitted. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. I'm, I don't know why I'm talking to you guys all over the pick. I'm gonna pick Nicola. I'm just saying, guys, like I'm trying to look for some sort of hesitancy too. It's like I don't want to just like go be like this guy's gonna win, you know. There's the other guy can win too. So that's all I'm saying. And again, that last fight just it just makes you nervous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just a little nervous for so That's all. ESPN should use a stat. They should. Uh, I like your stats. Minus 220 last week, a better than that. That was good odds. Uh, do you think Chanel is not good at all? Fine, but not good. I don't think it's too a good win. I think it was a pretty good win the way it happened, right? Like, 
getting destroyed and then coming back and winning. But you're right. I mean, Sue's not like experienced. So his last fight was in my ring. Problem with Chanel is no chin. I think he gets knocked out. Yeah, I think he could get knocked out in this fight too. It's a possibility. Chanel is a more chain testing man. Who I think he beat, actually, ironically. Why do you think the fight's so up in the card? I think the UFC likes the flyweights. Plus, you know, the winner would be pretty close to, like, the top of the, the weight class, quite frankly, right? Wouldn't you say, Marcel? Like, whoever wins this fight? So True, but, I mean, the UFC is always inconsistent about cards, you know, how, how they build yeah. them. So, I, I'm not surprised that then is this and then is that. Sometimes, dude, we, ha we have seen before that they have an unranked fight in a certain division on the main card and they have ranked guys they have on the on the prelims it's super weird you know i remember i think it was a heavyweight fight where they had unranked heavyweights on the main card and two ranked heavyweights on the prelims it's just super weird i don't know dana always says they have a certain way of how they uh how they fill cards but it doesn't make sense i would love to see how they make the decisions to where put these guys on the car you know what i mean i would i would have loved to see it because for example you you got Jasmine Origi opening the, the the prelims. I mean, she had an amazing fight against Lucindo in her debut, and you now put her on the prelims and <coughs> in, in the first prelim. It's just super weird to me, you know. I don't say she needs to be on the main card, but not so low on the prelims, you know. I really would love to know the thought process behind it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like, why is that fight opening the card? It's kind of weird. I, that's a good question, actually. I like that. It's, okay, I have the best fight in the UFC, though. Not yet. Snobby a sub. Imagine that'd be crazy. We picked uh, Rebus. We both picked Rebus. There, we both yeah. made a win decision. I think a decision, right? I think that's what you said. Pretty sure. Um, all right, let's go to the next fight here. Brian Barberina taking on uh, Rafael dos Anjos. This one odds are pretty long for this one. Minus five forty <laughs> RDA plus four twenty and Brian Barberina. I, I get it, like RDA's. Hall of Famer, and he's still fighting at a high level, right? But he's moving back up to welterweight, fighting a guy who's on a nice win streak here, a guy who's too, like going to fight you tooth and nail for three rounds. What do you think about this one, man? You think there's a potential upset, or are you pretty convinced RDA wins? Listen, dude, you know, Brian is my guy, you know, even though I really like him. I got to be honest here, man. You know, if you look at the fight, if you look at how Rafael Dos Anjos beat Moicano in the first four of the five rounds, he did very well getting him to the ground and uh, doing damage there and controlling him there. He lost to VCF after that. We all know that. But we also know that Brian Barberina, he always comes to fight. He's super tough. But the only thing that he has a problem with is the ground game. Nine out of ten times with guys really good on the ground. You see, he got losses against guys who are really decent on the ground or can keep him on the ground. Um And Dos Anjos is a smart fighter. You know, he has a high fight IQ. Uh, knows how to win a fight, and that's why I think the the line is like this as well. You know, um, gotta be honest, man. You know, I'm a big Brian, Brian Barberina fan, he's an amazing guy, but ah, I think RDA is smart, goes to go, takes him to the ground, doesn't do stupid, yeah. and goes in the firefight. If he goes in the firefight with Barberina, gets knocked out. I tell you this right now, he gets knocked out if he goes in the firefight with him, but that's not what he's gonna do. RDA is a smart guy, he takes it to the ground. And I think he wins the decision, man. That that's how I see this fight. Yeah, I think so too. Like that seems like the most likely way he'll win the fight, right? Like I think he'll fight smart. And like you said, Brian Barrina, he, he, he's a good fighter, but like the Matt Brown fight, Darren Weeks, Jason Witt, anything Ivy. You look at those fights, guys. He was taken down over twenty times in those four fights. Mm -hmm. Last fight, fought a guy who's going to stand and bang with him, right? And, and he was, you know, at times getting picked apart, but just the combinations and eventually the the volume broke. Um, Robbie Lawler knocked him out. I think it's a huge win. I think he's looked great. Um, RDA moving up in weight class, coming off a knockout loss. That's the that's the hesitation I have here too. You know, um, yeah. I get it. Like again, he should be favored to win the fight. I just think the line's a little high. You know, um, it's MMA. You've seen what's up. You know these pictures they show always like those X-rays with the guys with the dog and <laughs> the deer. Brother Brian Barbarina with three dogs, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude is super tough, but very tough. Yeah, uh, RDA, dude, RDA is so solid. They're He's both so, so solid. The they're both they're yeah. both solid. I mean, RDA is great. Like I said, Hall of Famer. I mean, in yeah, my opinion, right. I just again, Marcel at 155, <clears> 170. <throat> I'm gonna check what his record is. Um, he beat Tarek Safadine, he beat Neil Magny. That was impressive. The way he took him down, he beat uh, Robbie Lawler. And he lost to Kobe Covington, Usman, 
Kevin Lee fight was at welterweight too. Okay, so he's four two. Lost to Edward. I mean, look at their losses though. Like they're still absolute beasts. Four and four. Yeah. Four and four, but lost to like very good fighters. That I really don't know what to think of him at welterweight. I mean, I I think it's a movie yeah. I had to make, obviously getting knocked out in his last fight, yeah. but and the thing with Bob Arena as well, he lost to Edwards, Colby, yep. Yep. Uh, and and that really weird loss to Jason Witt. But the thing is, yes, the, he, he came off that 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 surgery, yeah. right? Uh, that was right such a that. surprise, though, honestly, yeah. at the time. It was <laughs> last year too, crazy. Right? I remember that fight pretty well. Yeah, I got to go with RDA by decision. Maybe that's the way to bet it instead, because I think Brian's so tough. Like mm -hmm. it'll be hard to knock him out. I think and to make him even. Yeah, RDA by decision plus five fifty. Now. If you do think Brian Barbier can win, Marcel, how would you think he'd win? Probably by knockout, right? Yeah, but won? knockout in the second round, it would go. If, Plus if, 700 if for a knockout. I think it's possible. I, I do think it's possible. It's not like RDA has never been knocked out. He just got knocked out in his last fight. Yeah. You know, and, and you never know. Like, just say you can't take him down. And then it's on the feet. And then Brian just goes forward throwing bombs, throwing haymakers, throwing volume. Like He, he doesn't give a shit. He comes forward. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, gonna be, it's a good fight. I like this match. It's a good matchup. Yeah. I like the fight. Perfect Again, matchup. guys, favorite. He's a six to one favorite almost, guys. So, yeah. you know, but again, there are upsets that happen, Marcel, you know, and I'd love to be the guy who calls it right now. I don't think I can pick him, but I'm just saying, I think there's an outside chance of it. Um, let me get a couple of comments here, guys. Match now is a place in there. Oh, Match now. Yeah. Sorry. We're on the next fight. Uh, Barbarina wins. I would like to see him test Ian Gary. That'd be a good fight. Well, I think if he needs RDA and he's getting someone better than that. RDL Dame, he is my 600 again. You guys see the video of Justin Usman School in Chechnya? I did. I don't really care about that much, but that's just me. I don't know. Marcel might. That's what I'm saying. Like, RDA is a little smaller, four inches and two of height, two inches of re less of reach. Hmm. Marcel, what do you know about Andreas Gustafsson? I know he got a loss to Janikowski in KSW, man. A split decision one. That's also his only loss, I think. Well, I don't know too much about him. The only thing that why I watched him is like he got the same uh, last name as Alexander. You know what I mean? So that's why he jumped out to me. But uh, I'm not really familiar with him, man, to be really honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. All right. Uh, what else we got here, Marcel? We'll go to the next fight here. The next fight would be... Is in the main event? event? Oh, wow. We're there already. Okay. So <laughs> we reached it. We reached the main event. Crazy, yeah. eh? We had 15 fights, guys. Stephen Thompson against Kevin Holland. Odds for this fight. Kevin Holland's favored. Minus 150, plus 130 Thompson. Thoughts? Yes, it's also beautiful that we have nine prelims in three hours, man. So not a lot of commercial shit and all that. And that that's great. Um, Yeah, this fight, man. What can we say about it? You know, I mean... Stephen Thompson is getting older. You know, he, he lost his last two fights, but those were against grapplers in Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. Now he's going to fight Kevin Holland, who is everything but a grappler. Uh, Kevin Holland lost his last fight against Kamza Chimaev. Uh, he retired after that. We both knew that that was bullshit. Or it was some kind of negotiation uh, tactic from him. And it paid off. You know, he got the main event. He got a huge chance against Stephen Thompson, who's still top 10 in the division, although they ain't even ranked. Um, I mean, I've, maybe Holland will try to get it to the ground at some at some moment, but I don't see it happening. I think Thompson um, keeps a distance, picking his shots, and he can do that for five rounds, you know. So, um and Holland, yeah, he can knock him out, but I think Thompson will keep his distance, man. It's not like uh, I, I think Thompson got knocked out against Anthony Pettis, and it was in the fight yeah. he was pretty much doing very well, and uh, he got a one shot knockout. But I don't see it happening this time. Well, I'm taking Thompson decision, man. I think yeah. I think he still can do that. Sorry, to cut you off. Um, no problem. The odds, I think they open. Yeah, I opened it as a pick of minus one ten. So I wasn't sure which way the public would go with this. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a hard fight to call, man, honestly. Because, you know, they're both at different spots of their career. That's the problem I have here. Because if it was just Thompson, like, honestly, if it was, like, three years ago when he was kind of, like, fighting Woodley and all those guys, like, I would have to pick him because he was on his game, right? But, like, it's just hard to know where he is right now. He's coming off two losses, but to grapplers, right? Now he's fighting, a, like, a guy who can strike, but also grapple a little bit. It's not like Holland's going to, like, take him down, I don't think. But if the fight did get to the ground, I think he could submit him, right? On the can you hold him there? Yeah, I don't think he could hold him there, but I think yeah. like if he rocked him and grabbed his neck, he could choke him out. Like yeah. That. yeah. Um, Thompson, great striker. We know that Marcel. Like in the past, like he's he's did well against in these striker striker fights, like the Jeff Neal fight, the Sente Luque. 
the Pettis fight, you're right, he was winning until he got caught. But you know that that's a little worrisome here. I'm not gonna lie, man, because mm-hmm. it was like a crazy unorthodox Superman punch off the cage in that fight. It wasn't the one of the best knockouts of all time, in my opinion. Actually, very underrated knockout. Um, and Holland's got that unorthodox striking ability, right? Like I think he definitely could click Stephen Thompson in this fight. And Thompson's getting up there in age 39. Um, it's a competitive fight. I, I'm leaning towards Holland though, Marcel, because again, the youth, the unorthodox uh, way he fights. And also the grappling advantage, because I do think he's the better grappler, surprisingly. I know a lot of his fights he gets taken down. No way, obviously, Thompson takes him down, right? That's the thing, like, Thompson or Holland, most of his fights, Marshall, and the losses, right? What's he worried about? He's worried about getting taken down. He doesn't have to worry about that at all here. In fact, he could be the guy shooting takedowns or, like I said, looking to, like, hurt his opponent or catching him in a scramble or something, getting the neck. I just think he's got more ways to win. I think he can knock him out, submit him. Decision, probably not for Holland. I think if it goes a distance, probably Thompson would win on uh, the scorecards but i think holland could finish him so i'm gonna go with holland man um i'm glad we got some little bit of disagreement here at the end marcel because i think for the most part we agreed there's a few fights i think we we're a little bit off on but mm-hmm. uh yeah overall i mean i think we agreed on a lot of the fights but this one you know we're gonna we be a little bit uh at odds against against we had the difference with uh michael johnson against the acacia i think that one uh, today said pavlovich we've had different yeah. uh picks and what's another think- one that's uh, pretty much it. No. Rojo and Marshall. I picked uh, Rojo. You picked Marshall. Yeah. And you said you're on the fence too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still. Um, okay, so the consensus dog, we both took, because people like to know this, uh, we both took Phil Rowe, I think, right? Yeah, we did. So that would be the consensus dog, which is interesting, because honestly, Marshall, I feel like more times than not, when we both have the dog, I'm, I'm tweeting something on Saturday night saying the consensus dog on them. Who was the last one you couldn't tweet about it because you're because they follow you on Twitter. Oh, Marina Moros against Maya. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Marcel, we got uh no no, it was we got Jennifer Maya, right? And you're yeah. like, oh, I can't retweet it. Like Marina follows me on here and like I can't Marina likes a lot, so I'm I'm not gonna retweet like I picked the gangster. That's nasty, you know. That's so funny. That's so funny. Anyways, um yeah, I think like for the most part, we we agreed on a lot of the fights. There's a lot of you know big chalk on this card too. Some smaller chalk. Those are the fights I'll be targeting, like the Rebus fight because we both liked her there, for instance. Anyway, it should be a good card. Um, we get a couple last comments here, Marcel, and then we'll, we're going to end the show, and then we'll start a new one. We'll just do PFL recap. We'll do some fight announcements. It'll be a short one. Um, if you guys have any last second questions, you don't want to join the next chat. It's totally awesome. Throw them in the chat right now. We'll answer them. Okay. Well, poor Robbie pulled a guard after you get hit flush and sorry to start swinging irresponsibly. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, I saw that Garbrandt got some crazy tattoo on his face or something. He got like a bear on his face. Did you see that? Didn't he got that last time already? Oh, I don't know. I just saw it. I saw it in May Mania. I think I think it was them. Probably like Alex. I, I saw it as well. <laughs> you saw that, right? He's got like a bear beside his ear. It looks awful. Like it does not look good. Marcus, who's your favorite dog at UFC Orlando? We both picked Phil Rowe. I'm picking him. I took Tuvesa. I think he's got a chance to win, guys. And Rojo, I took again. That's not a super confident one, but I, I again I favored the experience. We talked about it. If you want to hear it back, go back and listen. Um, there's a few other fights where I think there's some live dogs. I know Mike Marcel said uh, Michael Johnson, that was another dog he picked. And I want to see you pick one more. Is that it? I think that might have been it, eh? Yeah, and then oh, and you picked Stephen Thompson too. So that's another dog uh, right okay, there yeah. in the main event. So you picked three and I picked three. We both picked three dogs. So and one of them was Phil Rowe, each of us. So that's interesting. Um I don't know. I just feel like whenever we kind of like are on the same page with the dog, I feel like that's a good thing. You know, doesn't mean he'll win, but I feel like it's a good thing. We're still so crossing our fingers. Like DMX would say, "A dog is a dog." You <laughs> guys think Wonderboy can be a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think so. No, no hardware. Um, his best wins are guys like I guess his best wins match with it all. I mean, it's a decent win. Actually, no, he beat Whitaker. Sorry, that'd be but as a one seventy two. Um, Hall of Famer? No, no, no chance. I don't think you, th- you think so or no. No man, he's he's just that that kind of guy who, uh, like like a lot of these guys, you know, who could have been a Hall of Famer but just didn't get that final step to be there, you know. Yeah. But he's a respectable guy, man, you know. So I mean, um, he's a mainstay, like I always say, you know. <laughs> I like that word. I'm with you on that. No, I I, I kind of feel the same way. Any update on Blagojevich and Tibera? Haven't heard. Yeah, it's a tiger. Sorry, it's not a bear. It looks it looks really bad but i'm not going to criticize another man i shouldn't do that anyways i i think that's it for this podcast marcel when we'll end this one and i, uh, I want to bonner I, is yeah. he in the is he in the hall of fame or just the fights in the hall of fame 
No, I think he is. He actually is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just think that, that's a different situation. I feel like it's a different situation with him, you know? But I will say this. Like, anytime they say, like, Cub Swanson's a Hall of Famer or, like, Duhu Choi's a Hall of Famer, like, that's not true. Like, there are fights in the Hall of Fame, but they're not in the Hall of Fame. You know, there's some guys that are fighting, like, Forrest Griffin's, Forrest Griffin's in the Hall of Fame. His fight in the Hall of Fame with Bonner. But there's some guys, Marcel, I'm just saying, like, they call them Hall of Famers. Like, even our boy Frank Trigg yeah. from MMA Oddsbreaker, <clears throat> the referee, you know, he says UFC Hall of Famer. And I love Frank, but it's like – I don't blame him for saying that. I'll tell you right now. Honestly, if I was in the same spot, I might say that I might say I'm a Hall of Famer too. But looking from an outside perspective, Marcel, I don't consider it a Hall of Famer. I consider the fight a Hall of Fame fight, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. By the way, Georgie asking there, we both went with What's Jack Georgie? We both. Georgie, he's gonna hate us, man. Because I swear we picked against Giga. That was not. Uh, that was a that, when he fought. Uh, who was it when he fought? Um, Calvin. Calvin. I picked yeah. no, no, Giga there. No, against Giga. Barboza when he fought Barboza. Oh, so we both right. made a horrible pick there. I was so embarrassed because we had our boy Georgie in the chat. The uh, the Georgia <laughs> major list. Um, no, we we both picked Jack Hermanson, but I think that's a different spot. I mean, there's so much experience. Like and short looked, notice as well. Yeah, and short notice for Roman. I did see a picture of. Uh, Cheyenne floating around. She had like the traditional Georgian like clothing on. Did you see that? Some some no, people were posting on Twitter. They said that Cheyenne's ready for a Roman Delize fight week. So and that's show me if you if you. I, I saw it on Twitter. If you just type it in, I think that will, it'll come up. I can't remember yeah. who I saw it on the Twitter earlier. I thought it was funny. Who'd you guys have in Hill Dakota? We both picked Dakota, but I do think the Hill's kind of live there as well. Honor was one fight. Part of the fight that saved UFC. What has Wonderboy done? Nothing. That's the thing. Like he's, I love Wonderboy. I'm not trying to be mean. He's like the nicest guy in the sport. He really is a nice guy. He's a good person. Um, he's a good fighter. But there's no way he's a Hall of Famer. Like he doesn't have a great record in the UFC. I guess that doesn't matter as much because there's guys with sub 500 records in all. But the point is, like, you know, he beat Whitaker eight years ago when Whitaker was a welterweight. You know, that's his best win. And then Masvidal, he beat. You know, uh, Matt. Well, the Masvidal win was good actually. I'll give him that because. That was before Maslow went on that streak, right? But I do think that him not winning that belt from Woodley is what's going to keep him, you know, from ever becoming like that next level. If he had beaten Woodley and was a champion, it's different. But he had the draw, he had the close loss. He probably should have won one of those fights, though. I'll tell you that right now. That was six, seven years ago now, Marcel. You know, it's crazy, right? The fight yeah, fucking flies, nuts. man. <laughs> I remember nuts. watching those fights, man. It's crazy. Yeah, me guys. too. It's I, so I even know where I was. So, it's yeah. so scary how fast the time goes by, guys. I'll tell you, like, it's. Especially like now that I've like I've got like a child and everything, like the time goes by even quicker. Like, you know, she'll be two in the next it's, year. Like, it's crazy. Uh, man. Like, I remember she was like in this the womb or whatever, man. You know, like, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely nuts. But they always say when the, when this fight between uh, was it Asparza against Joanna and RDA against Pettis come up, that's a card where I throw up because I had bad uh, bad food the night. That night, so I always remember that. It's not always like when somebody mentions that car, it's like, Oh, yeah, that's the last time I threw up in my life. That's <laughs> really nasty, but that's how the thing how, how you think, how you remember things, right? Yeah. When something happens in your life, I mean, you probably know as well when your daughter was born around what car that was, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> so, I remember, I, we, I remember what car it was. I know, I'll tell you right now, it was, uh, it was uh, Ciro Gone and Derek Lewis, yeah. That's what I mean, you know. It was that that was the card. I remember because I was in the hospital doing my, we were waiting for the you know for the doctor to to uh, come in and like you it, it was taking hours because they're so understaffed yeah. as you know right. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna do my work. <laughs> I want to do my tape study. <laughs> so I was sitting there doing the 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 uh, gone and Lewis fight. I remember picking gone by knocker. It was a good. I guess the study worked on that one. Um, yeah. Although it's not like you needed tape study for that fight. There were some other fights I think, but yeah. That's crazy, man. I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I'm actually one of those guys, like, I can remember where it was for, like, every card I've ever watched. Can you? Yeah. I remember where it was for every card. Man, crazy, man. Eh? Yeah. That's like, like, I have that with uh, with football, yeah, soccer for you guys. But football matches yeah. for my favorite team. Like, yep. when uh, when somebody passed away or something, that was, my, my mom is like, do you remember what year that was? I was like, I don't remember the year, but I know which game was and that weekend. So I can, I can go back to that weekend and I know which year it was. You know what I mean? Super stupid, but I remember these kind of things for that. And and it's actually kind of handy, you know, when people don't know the year anymore when something happened. I can always relate to that. And kind of like, go oh, back. yeah, that fight took place in that year. So I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same as you, man. A couple other comments here, guys. Georgie, all good guys cheering Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, your boy's going to probably beat us again. Uh, beating in the UFC also depends on how impactful your career. He's on the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right, I think that's it for this one, guys. We'll, we're going to end this show, but I'm going to start a new podcast in a few minutes here. 
just doing a PFL recap and then some finances. You're, it's totally optional. We'd love to have you guys in it, though. Marcel, plug your stuff really quick. Let's get out of here. BitMarcel24 on Twitter and Instagram and uh, my articles on Eurosport.nl Mixed Martial Arts section. Twitter at MadamMartin, podcast, MALSBricket.com, iTunes, Spotify, all those places you guys get your show. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Always appreciate it. Bookies.com, got my best bets coming up tomorrow for the card. I uh, actually swept the last card, so it was really good. So I'm hoping the same thing happens this week. Um, MiamiNews.com uh, for, for news and MALSBricket.com for all of your fight odds. All right, guys, we're going to start a new podcast here in just about a minute, and I'll talk to you in a sec to go down uh, UFC. We're going to, sorry, PFL and uh, some UFC fight announcements. And there's a good question here. Yeah. You know what? Well, let's save this for the next show, okay? What's your guys' process breaking down fight and starting tape? It's a great question. I want to answer it in the next podcast. I'll talk to you guys in a sec, all right? Just hold on for the next uh, show. Bye.